live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the at-home edition of The Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the bright lights. We have tonight's guest, award-winning writer, director, and producer of A Tear in the Sky, Caroline Corey. And performance guest, Michaela Taylor. I am Mark Lejeune, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. I am looking forward to this conversation with our guest tonight, and for that matter, uh, the music a little later on on the show. I, it's interesting how uh, the past few weekends I've had friends wanting to do something. Last weekend was Memorial Weekend, and the weekend before that was summer almost starting, and this weekend, and let's go to a movie, let's go do this, and and I, I'd say, well, I'm I'm uh, going to be watching our our guest film. I'm going to be reading our guest book. I mean, and and. It, it, it's interesting how uh, there, certain people have said to me, well, what's the show about? And uh, what, what is the book about? Or what's the movie about? And as, as we have people out in the world that are out there exploring their interests, and we attract them on the show, and as we are exploring our interests, and then the people who are interested in these subjects not only are listening to the show, but listening to us uh, personally speaking about it, and then people listen to the shows and they put it out there and share it with their friends and all of that. This is exciting to me, especially when we're talking about uh, sharing things that aren't normally or haven't been shared as much as can be or uh, in ways that have never been shared. And that was the thing that I was most interested uh, interested in about this particular subject matter and the way our guest handles it. First of all, I'm going to do a shout out to Napoleon Gratitude, a past guest on the show, who introduced uh, me to uh, our guest at uh, another guest's party, Lisa Hayesh. Uh, so um, all of this wonderful connection that's being that's being brought together, and I share this because our passions drive us. Look into the things you're interested in. Talk about the things that interest you, the things you have passion. Yes, we know what's going out in the world. And yes, I understand we need to talk about that. And there are things going on. There are people doing things that are exciting and interesting. And the more we can dig into the things that get us excited, like I'm getting to do here, we're getting to do here today, and like our guest has done in order to bring this forward. You'll see when we bring her on Caroline Corey and we talk about her film A Tear in the Sky how she has looked into the UFO uh, or the UAP phenomenon in a way that I have never come across before and potentially has never been done before as a matter of fact so uh, this is exciting there is exciting stuff happening 
Uh, let's talk about it. Let's share it. And so glad that uh, Caroline Corey is here to share her passion with us. And a little later on, uh, Michaela Taylor is going to be sharing one of her many passions with us as a performance guest on the show, all in the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate, but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety, but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at PhiBeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, Beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at LifeChangesShow.com. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. I am host Filippo Voltaggio, online with our executive producer and co-host, Mark Lejour. I'm so excited for this show, for this conversation, and how timely it is with mm. everything going on around the world and the questions people are asking and the information that's out there. And to get a different perspective is, uh, is a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. This is our 688th episode titled An Unprecedented Journey into the UFO UAP Phenomenon. Our guest is an award-winning writer, director, producer, and the protagonist of this award-winning documentary, A Tear in the Sky, which recently came out actually just a month ago. Welcome Caroline Corey to the Life Changer Show. Hey, Filippo. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. You know, I, it, it, I have to say, so that's what I'm saying, you know, it, it was sharing our excitement. So here we were at a very lo loud, happy, fun party, music going on, lots of great conversation. And then we get introduced and then the two of us go find a quiet place so that you not only could share with me the trailer on your phone, but talk to me in such an excited way about your project and about, and, and, and to me that excitement it was in the film when i saw it and and it just it's what we need in order to get this information out there so thank you oh yeah i mean i'm excited because it's never been done before uh you know in this way so that's the reason why i'm very very excited for people just to watch this film um you know there's so much material out there but nothing like this so let's talk a little bit about how how this is different. Like right off the bat, uh, uh, first of all, uh, uh, there was so much there was so much equipment, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. much equipment. Yeah. 
Yeah, so so several things are very different about this film. First of all, when uh, usually UFO films, uh, they talk about the government not telling us the truth, and you know we see all sorts of footage here and there, but we don't know how it's shot. We don't have enough data to come any to to, to any sort of conclusion, and so what I wanted to do is focus on the solution rather than try to analyze what's already out there, what's already been said and done. How do we actually capture in real time UFOs scientifically, meaning collect scientific data to then come to some sort of conclusion. And so in order to do that, you have to have a huge amount of equipment, like you said. <laughs> I mean, we had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth mm. of equipment, you know? And People so can many see. different kinds. Yeah, so usually it's just people um, post things that shot from a camera usually it's one angle even there are multiple witnesses but it's usually the the data the footage itself is very very limited so we had optical so we had regular cameras we had night vision we had FLIR cameras these are about 10 times more sensitive in the infrared range this is military grade infrared vision we had um, rf uh, you know radio frequency we had uh, radiation detection spectrum analyzers uh, magnetometers i mean the whole thing um, and multiple devices of the same kind in several locations to achieve what we call triangulation meaning different angles and that has never been done before um, in this way over five days nonstop. So we ended up collecting hundreds of hours of data uh, from all these different angles and with different characteristics. And so that's the reason why I'm just so excited because even the government, you know, there's this congressional hearing a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, that and they're telling us they don't have any data or or not enough data or you know if we did that though in five days and people will see the footage in the film imagine what they should have you know <laughs> with their satellite and then all their telescopes and satellite pointing at the sky 24 7 you know so I uh, a lot of people know UFO but UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, right? Yes, that's the new term that's more accepted these days from coming from the government because they did have a task force division looking into these anomalies. So they didn't like the term UFO, so they started calling it UAP. Um, and so, so, you know, it's still an aerial phenomenon that, um, that is anomalous. So okay, it's, so it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to make that uh, clear for everybody who might not have known that because this things are are changing and your film could potentially uh, help change things yet again. And and a little later on, we'll we'll get into why the name a tear in the sky, which could change things as well and should actually uh, change a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> 
uh, so so you've already mentioned uh, that the triangulation and and I found that interesting too because uh, when there's footage normally we just see it, it, either like you said a camera or something like this but you have three different locations and they're all measuring so in other words it's like you know uh, what it looks like from the front the back and the side kind of thing right yeah i mean that's that's ultimately the the purpose of doing that but but the idea in triangulation uh, and the way we did it is just to have correlations across multiple devices then you start to have scientific data meaning uh one camera sees one object but then you can also see it from a different angle or from a different type camera. For example, one object was captured uh, through a CCD camera, which is a regular camera, but it was also captured on night vision, which is infrared and on the FLIR camera. So, so when you have a, one object that is captured across a much, much larger spectrum from different devices, that becomes very, very compelling. And especially when it correlates, for example, with radiation, exactly at that time, you have a huge spike of radiation. So how do you, you see what I mean? You start to kind of put all of these different uh, data points together. And then when you do that over and over, you start to ha have with all these correlations that becomes scientific data that's being analyzed to come to some very credible conclusions. So speaking of some of the things that blew me away and that I, I'd never heard of before. So you did a, an interesting job of, of starting the story uh, with uh, some people who had uh, been in the Navy and had seen uh, something in, in what, like 10 years ago or something, right? Yeah, so what happened was I originally was looking for to put a team together from scratch and uh, to, because I had worked with scientists before on other projects. That's kind of my signature. <laughs> and yes. so trying to kind of take a crazy paranormal subject that's out there. And well, we should mention science. actually, yeah. so, Superhuman, The Invisible yeah. Made Visible, the previous film, which did the same thing uh, kind of with the phenomenon of, uh, uh, of, of mind over matter, right? Exactly, exactly. The connection between consciousness and the physical world. Nice. So how do you actually measure that? So, you know, uh, we hear a lot about your mind affects your stress level, affects your blood pressure and this and that. But I wanted to kind of show how. And so we did all sorts of scientific experiments where we would demonstrate these coral types of correlations where when you focus your mind on, let's say, on water and you want the pH to go up or down, whatever, and then it happens and then you repeat it over and over and you have controls before and after, that becomes a scientific study of the phenomenon of you know, the connection between consciousness and matter. And so that was the previous film. So I, 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 I like to do that. You know, I, I like to take a, a, a non-tangible, you know, a, a, what people call paranormal subject and make it normal because to me it is. And so, and the way to do that is to just bring science in the picture. And so, so you started with uh, thinking you were going to bring together some scientists and and get them involved in this 
this story, yeah. but there was already a story that that happening, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so like I did with my last film, I thought, okay, I'm going to go and find scientists who want to do it, you know, approach the UFO subject the way I do. And I stumbled on Kevin Day. Now, Kevin Day was the uh, uh, radar operator on the ship, the USS Nimitz in 2004. And he was the first one to capture on his radar a an anomalous object that looked like a tic tac you know it's kind of an elongated object that was flying um, in a strange way it was dropping 28,000 feet you know from the sky down to sea level in a split second it was doing all sorts of maneuvers and things like that so he was the first one who captured that on his radar um, and that video became literally viral in 2017. The New York Times, CNN, you know, pretty much all, you know, the all the mainstream press was talking about it. And so, so I, as I was doing my research, I I stumbled on him, and so I called him and I said, "Hey, you know, I wanted to make this film, and uh, I'm thinking of trying to do it from scratch, basically going out to." see if we can capture these things in real time as opposed to analyzing old data. And I want to combine, you know, combine it with scientists and things like that. And he said, oh, my God, that's exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> and so, nice. yeah, he said, he said, I already have a couple of scientists on my team and we have this David Mason. He owns all this incredible equipment and uh, you know, we already have been wanting to do something like this. We've never been able to. And so, you know, I said, okay, well, if you do it in the film, then perfect, you know, it's a perfect combination. And that's how, you know, this team came about. And uh, we basically teamed up and, uh, and we filmed it. Um, we filmed, and so and so because of that, because they were in. There was three three Navy officers in the film from that first encounter in 2004. So because of that, I thought I have to include their story because they are the ones who started this whole thing. I mean, in 2004, they captured the first anomalous UFO. And it went viral. Everybody started talking about it. And then the Navy and the Pentagon came out and said, yes, 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 it's true. It's anomalous. So I included their story and it ended up being all around their story. And so one of the interesting connections was back then it seemed like, I, I, I don't remember how accurate it was, but uh, something about these tic tacs dropping things uh into the ocean or propelling them into the ocean at speeds of thousands of miles per hour and then when you did your data uh and analysis you got the same thing and i'm thinking what i, I don't even know what to do with those numbers thousands of <laughs> miles per hour into the ocean yeah, exactly. And so that's what, you know, it's so funny, Filippo, because, you know, the original idea was not necessarily to replicate what happened to them in 2004. But I was just going into this thinking, 
oh my god let me just capture one thing you know one anomalous thing you know because it was a huge production a lot of expense and just too many people involved and you just never know you never yeah. know what's going to show up what's nothing going to could show up you know and so we ended it was a huge gamble and so we ended up not capturing just one thing but multiple things and among these things were objects that looked and behaved exactly like what those guys saw in 2004. Things literally dropping down from the sky into the water at extraordinary speeds. And we're talking 20,000 miles an hour and 40,000 miles an hour. And that's exactly what they had found. So is it a coincidence? I don't know. But it kind of what and we also captured objects that looked exactly like the Tic Tac that they saw in 2004. So the coincidence is crazy. You know, what are the odds that we would go in thinking, you know, just let's capture one really cool thing and we end up capturing very, very similar things than what they saw. It's kind of like it was a full circle. Well, and there was another data point that blew me away also, and that was uh, the, the temperature that was being monitored by one of, uh, or a couple of the sets of equipment uh, that was uh, tens of degrees below zero. Yeah, so what happens is that when you have an object flying in the sky, I mean, normally you have a propulsion system and a propulsion and the friction, you know, the atmosphere makes it that uh, the object registers cold, uh, hot, you know, there's always a, t- you know, heat that's being, uh, you know, generated from... Like an engine, a yeah, gun, yeah, something, yeah. right. Exactly, because it's or even from a bird, right? Yeah, from a bird. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because it's emitting heat and and light, and so so we used these FLIR cameras again, again industrial grade FLIR. I mean, just for people to have an idea, each camera is like fifty thousand dollars, and we had (laughs) eight of those, uh, so that we could cover the entire sky, (laughs) and. Yeah, and so these measure the temperature of the vehicle, of whatever is flying in the sky. And so we had object that literally um, would appear in a frame, would rotate, and then literally disappear. And they would register cold, extremely cold. And so that tells us, like, first of all, wait a minute, where did they come from in the middle of the frame, just show up? And then, uh, and then, how would it register cold if it's flying in space, you know, in, in the air? So, so that that is one of the the indication that this is an anomalous object, especially that it ends up rotating and appearing and disappearing. So, uh, that was a very very important uh, piece of information. So. Uh, our audience might not know this, but uh, but some people have said, oh, I, I saw her in, or wasn't she in, and yes, and yes, uh, Ancient Aliens on the History Channel and, and uh, The Unexplained. And, uh, and, and so with that, you also have uh, uh, Michukaku, you have William Shatner, and, 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 and though, uh, though you can't say this is what this is. I, I, I think William Shatner said it in a very funny way. He says, one thing for sure, it's not a bird. 
<laughs> it's not a plane. Uh, and so I, 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 I'm coming away saying, okay, uh, it's, it, it, can it be something that is made here on this planet? Yeah, I see, that's, that's it. The first step is to rule out anything that has a prosaic explanation. I mean, that's, you know, first of all, the equipment itself, you know, is, is, is running, is, it runs on software that tells it right away, okay, it's, a, it's an airplane or it's a bird or it's a, it's a bug, you know, that flies in front of the, the camera. So it already rules out quite a lot, but then... You have to also analyze it yourself. I mean, the scientists look at it, they're trained, they know what things, uh, especially with heat, with temperature. So they can identify these these types of objects. And so, uh, so, so, so if it's not a bird or a plane or anything that registers, that, that should emit temperature, so then what is it? You know, so then beyond that, we can't, you know, it's like case by case. People think the UFOs are all one thing. It's either us or it's an extraterrestrial of extraterrestrial origin. But actually, it's a lot more than that. It's it's very, very complex. I've seen things where they morph from a light form into a material shape and then back. You know, it's like half matter, half not. So I guarantee this is a technology that's not ours. <laughs> mm. And then there are other objects, the triangular ones especially. I think these are human-made. Uh, they just have very advanced technology we're not told about. Maybe it's mm. a black op, you know, black uh, program or something. Um, so I think uh, the the UFO phenomenon is is many things at once. It's a uh, it's human technology, is extraterrestrial technology, and also some sort of uh, atmospheric um, anomalies that we just don't understand quite yet. And so, so yeah. Well, I, I I was thinking you uh, helped corroborate the story that that the gentlemen were sharing from from years ago, but you yourself, uh, how, how did you feel? knowing because you've been connected to this subject matter all your life in some way or another right yes actually since i was five i would have all sorts of anomalous experiences not just ufos i was extremely sensitive and i could see people's aura and i could see you know what was going to happen the next day or mm. i could see you know like if like what what a person was struggling with or that if they had an experience they never told me about, uh, that I, I would know it without them telling me, you know, things like that. I was tapped in, so to speak. And so um, I've always been sensitive like that. And so uh, that got me in, a, you know, the field of consciousness because I realized that consciousness is, is um, infinite. Our physical body may be limited, but it's the consciousness that's tapping into information that normally you shouldn't be accessing. I mean, I think you should, but... Well, we should be yeah, accessing, yeah, exactly. but, but most of us don't, right? No, exactly. And so because of that, I, I kind of focused on the study of consciousness for like 20 years. I wrote books and taught, you know, workshops and classes on... Uh, 
trying to understand the mechanics of consciousness. How does it really work? What is it? And how does it work? How does it interact with other consciousness, but also with the physical world? And so that's kind of my background. And so uh, with that, I started to also perceive other beings and, and UFOs and all sorts of strange things <laughs> for uh-huh. the average person. So, so, so they showed up for you. <laughs> well, you know, you know, that's funny. People ask me the question, to be honest, I was terrified. I was like, oh my God, what if like we do all of this? And it was so, ex- by the way, I'm the one who funded the project. So I had uh, oh, one, wow. yeah, one sponsor for one part of the film, but it was all like out of pocket, you know? And so as we got closer, I was like, oh my God, what if nothing happens? Please, I was, so I was talking to all anybody I can think of on the other side, angels, <laughs> extraterrestrials, like whoever's out there, <laughs> you know, come on guys, show me one cool thing, you know, we're putting a lot of effort here. <laughs> well, you got a lot of cool things. It's in the film, A Tear in the Sky, as a matter of fact, one particularly amazingly cool thing. And that's uh, why the film is also titled A Tear in the Sky. Uh, you can go to atearinthesky.com. The film is available to be seen uh, where films are shown online and uh, you could have access to all of those uh, through the website. So atear, T-E-A-R, in the sky com and we'll be speaking more with our guest Caroline Corey when when we come back about her film actually specifically about why the title and then later on we'll have our ask Dorothy segment and then our performance segment with our guests Michaela Taylor all on the life changes show at home edition right after this The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show, broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back. I am Filippo. Our guest is Caroline Corey here on episode 688 titled An Unprecedented Journey into the UFO UAP Phenomenon, which is actually kind of redundant. UAP standing for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. 
uh, phenomenon. Uh, but a phenomenon, phenomenon it is. And uh, Ca uh, Caroline, you could have called the film so many different things in the sky, but you called it a tear <laughs> in this because there were so many different things in the sky, but you called it a tear. Why a tear? And Filippo, guess what? I called it a tear in the sky two years ago. Meaning what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Okay, I'm going to make a UFO film. And then the title was going to be A Tear in the Sky. And so, oh. to be honest, yeah. And so, the because I personally believe that there are um, portals, you know, without getting into the whole conversation. But uh, the fabric of space-time is has certain nodes, you know, like certain areas where the magnetic field... Uh, it can be warped, you know, where the light bends and uh, when it warps, it allows for all sorts of anomalies to, to happen. And so <clears throat> I want to study and understand the mechanics of these, these nodes, you know, in, and they're above us, below us, underwater, all around us. And so, um, so that's the reason why I said, you know, if, if I'm going to do a UFO film, it's related to how they're getting here, you know, how, wow. how they're doing all of that. And so I'm going to call it a tear because, you know, what do you call it? A warp in the sky, you know, is it, <laughs> so a break in the sky. So I thought a tear is interesting. And then sure enough, two years later, as we were filming, you know, we at the end of the film, people will see that it's a little bit in a trailer. Uh, one of the anomalies that we capture is this thing <laughs> that looks like it's a tear because it opens and closes and it reveals some um, objects, you know, reflective objects. Um, so, you know, the, just to remind people, the scientists who worked on the film in the film are hardcore scientists. So they're not going to look at something and say, oh, we got a portal, you know, <laughs> oh, we, we found a wormhole. They are going to really analyze this thing and, you know, go one thing at a Not that it's a, a plane or a bird or anything like that, obviously, because it's an opening and closing. But they checked everything they could think of. Well, maybe it's radiation or maybe it's a solar flare or maybe it's a some sort of crystals falling or something, some sort of cloud malformation, whatever they could think of to basically debunk them ourselves, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And nothing's checking out. We still don't know what this thing is. So, you know, just for because it opened and closed and it has those objects coming out of it. So we called, we called it wormhole-like anomaly. So you know mm. so now the film's been out a month uh i've been talking to other scientists and people you know who may be looking at at this type of material and i still don't have an explanation nobody's come forth and said oh you know this is some sort of atmospheric you know anomaly we see that when this happens or whatever like nothing is checking out so there you have it <laughs> and and happy to have it because obviously it exists and we <laughs> didn't know about it before you brought it forward and uh i don't want to say too much either because it's a, a special moment in the film but i i 
you have how many hours of film footage? Well, the data that's collected, it's hundreds and hundreds of hours, like 3,000 hours of uh, radiation, 600 hours of FLIR, uh, 23, oh. I don't remember. I mean, thousands of hours of data. Now, when I say data, it's, it's the data that we collected. It doesn't mean it's all anomalies. That's, that's not what I mean. Right, 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 I mean, right, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. all the devices, you know, rolling, you know, 24 seven over five days amounts to all of that. So of course we picked some of the real, like the most compelling cases and put those in the movies. Sure. Uh, and but there but are so then, many others. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the, the scientists are still going through more and more analysis, you know, because this this is a huge, huge, um, I mean, project, you know, to 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 be able to come to some sort of conclusion about something that is so big, first of all, that no one's ever done before. That's number one. And second, the range of anomalies, like one thing is registering cold, one thing is opening and closing. And one thing is, you know, it's like, there's just so many different types of anomalies. That and, it's going to take some time, yeah. Yeah, and so what I what I was getting at is that in in those hundreds and hundreds of, of hours of data, some of this stuff happens within split seconds. Yes, yes, exactly. And so that's the thing is is the software will pick up some anomaly as we're going through it, but then you have to go through frame by frame, frame by frame and slow things down to see, wait a minute, what is that? <laughs> this is not making sense. So it's, it's a lot of tedious work and, and many, many hours of, of uh, yeah. Of- so, so if someone didn't have the, the passion and connection with this as, as you have, they, they wouldn't have had interest, obviously, uh, and, and, and you have the know-how to, to make this happen, on top of which this equipment hasn't been available to us probably for very long, to the world that we know, right? So this is the perfect time for this kind of a film. Yeah, exactly. Especially again, you know, the last couple of years with these videos, with the Navy, the Pentagon saying, yes, yes, these are anomalies. We don't know what they are. And then the congressional hearing recently and the reports being released. Uh, there's a couple of reports that were released over the last couple of years. The recent one, 1500 page report, uh, from Congress, uh, basically talking about the effects of the physiological effects of coming in contact with an alien craft. What? <laughs> this is a, this is a, an official government, um, uh, report, uh, that was, um, you know, released recently. So they are talking about coming in contact with alien crafts and having burns and radiation and, and, uh, abductions and, uh, and <laughs> unknown pregnancies. So, the timing is crazy. Something is happening mm. for this disclosure to be to be uh, unfolding like this uh, from a government level. So, mm. um, so yeah, the film is extremely timely, and I'm hoping 
it is contributing to that disclosure. It's pushing forward because they're saying we don't have enough data. Well, we went, we're civilians and we went out and we collected hundreds of hours of data. Some of it is undeniably anomalous. We're not saying it's this or that, but it is anomalous. So, so the data is out there. The data is there. And so there's something happening um, globally it's on a government level. It's a very, very exciting time. It, it, it is. And thank you, Caroline, for moving this conversation in a, in a way that, that hasn't been moved, uh, that I have known of. And so I imagine that a lot of people aren't familiar with uh, much of what you talk about, much less the stuff that hasn't been talked about or, or brought forward. So a tear in the sky, T-E-A-R, a tear in the sky.com is where you can gain access to the film and watch it. It's already won a couple of film festival awards and congratulations for that. Uh, Caroline, I feel like we're either going to want an update or uh, knowing you, you've already got your next film lined up. So we're going to have to talk again or connect at another party, but such a pleasure to connect with you and have you share on our show tonight. Thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. I'm so glad. A tear in the sky, Caroline Corey. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Virginia from Georgia. I am so grateful for the loving assistance you have given me and continue to give. My question for you today is how do you stay so consistently positive and joyful in these crazy times? My friends and I believe that we are in the midst of a turbulent storm and it has become increasingly difficult to remember that there is a light at the end of the tunnel of all this drama that we are presently enduring. Please help. Dear Virginia, thank you for this important question. I agree that the storm is upon us, and I understand how it can be very uncomfortable as we make our way through these turbulent times. However, I stay in love, peace, and joy by choosing to remember that we are never alone. I believe God walks with us every step of our lives. I start my day with positive prayers of gratitude for being shown all of the good in the world, and there's so much of it if we are willing to look. After my prayers of gratitude, I choose to listen to positive and uplifting music, and this assists me in starting my days in a place of love and gratitude. I highly recommend a truly wonderful song that has been a favorite of mine since junior high graduation, and the song is, You Will Never Walk Alone. You can easily find many amazing versions of it online. I'm happy to share that this song topped the charts in England back in March of 2020 during the coronavirus lockdowns. I believe it helped many people who chose to listen and remember that God is always with us. I, will ble- I believe it will help you too, dear Virginia, just as it has assisted me. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at askdorothy at lifechangesshow.com. Well, after what we've heard today on the show, we know we're not walking alone. Uh, thank you for that, Dorothy. And we'll be right back with our performance guest, Michaela Taylor, here on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. 
There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. The Life Changes Show is a talk, music, and variety show presented by Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, business leaders, and children, we are here to inspire our audience to do life better. With heart, integrity, and experience, we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show. As your life changes, we're here for you. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back. I am Filippo, and our performance guest is, well, she's a dancer. And uh, she's a music artist. Uh, she is Michaela Taylor. Welcome to the Life Changes Show, Michaela. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having I, me. I, I have to say, I think it's a funny, uh, interesting connection that uh, when Mark introduced you to us, Dorothy and I, uh, during a meeting saying, we have to have Michaela on, Michaela on. She's such a star being. Well, what a perfect <laughs> show to have you on. Right? You beamed yeah. in for this. Thank you for being here. I did, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You, you know, that, that actually applies to you in, in, in many ways. You don't necessarily move about the world like most people do. And sadly, most people are restricted, I, I, I might say. And, and you're doing your best to like unrestrict a lot of um, what, um, uh, the, like what's been built around us, the structures mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily serving anymore. Is that correct? Yeah, totally. That's definitely uh, the journey I'm on. And um, not to say that I'm fully, uh, you know, unleashed from the layers of things uh, that have accumulated over this lifetime, but um, that aren't serving. But, um, but yeah, I uh, definitely am on that path. And I think I love, I, I was actually trying to find this quote because I remember Gandhi saying something and I did find it. I was looking for it all this morning because I couldn't quite remember his words, but I wanted to share that um, really quick because he said it so perfectly. Yeah. But uh, he said, I want freedom for the full expression of my personality, mm. which I felt like was an unusual quote for him. Um, but mm. I was like, wow, like, yeah, that's, I mean, we're all individual 
beings here. And I think that's part of what makes this experience so special is that we are individuals. And um, yeah, we're part of a collective, but we're also unique uh, individuals. And um, yeah, to just experience that and express that fully, I think is amazing. Well, we're going to get to hear you express through rap and through music in just a little bit, but you have been expressing through dance ever since you were a child. And the, the specific different dance styles that you've chosen and that you've landed on for the time being is very different from what I, what I, you know, where, where you came from. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I mean, I grew up on like dance teams a little bit. It wasn't very consistent. It was kind of here and there. And then, um, yeah, I studied hip hop and then I, I found belly dancing. Um, I think it was kind of inspired by a few different things, but, uh, like when I was growing up, I had a Persian babysitter. And so maybe that kind of went into my subconscious mind and, um, just different things like that, that I think probably influenced me, but, uh, something just uh, my body just could move in that way a little bit and i wanted to explore that more and like take lessons and you know find out is this something i can be good at and uh it really was so important for me as a teenager because i didn't really have any self-esteem in terms of like feeling good at, at anything and um that was the one the first thing that i really felt like i was getting good at and uh, felt some confidence in. So I'm always so grateful for belly dance as an art form. And yeah, I just love it. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that you didn't have the self-esteem and didn't feel like you were good at uh, whatever it was at the time. And what I love about this very moment is that you have pretty much just recently uh, relatively stepped into music and you're putting yourself out there just as you are and it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but that you, uh, you haven't been in it that long and you're saying I'm here, I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm very new and raw and I honestly, uh, I don't feel, you know, super confident with it yet because I haven't done it that long, but, um, at the same time, I think that uh, that's okay. Like, it's it's just, I, I'm here to find out what art wants to come through me and allow that to come through me instead of blocking it because of my fears, which I have done for so long. Um, so now I'm just, you know, really trying to not do that and just let it come through me. And um, well, Michaela, we're yeah. here to get to experience uh, some of that. Are you starting with the rap, maybe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. We'll start with that. Does it have a title? Um, yeah, I think it's called Something New. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the title. It's called Something New. Okay. Well, here is Michaela Taylor rapping Something New on the Life Changes show. And I just want to share, it's... Uh, it, it is, I guess, a rap. It's also kind of like spoken word, sort of, um, you know, there's, nice. I feel like rap is very, I love rap. It's super special. And uh, there's like an attitude that comes along with it. Um, so I feel like this is a little more of like a spoken word, but in a rap kind of style. Okay. But uh, yeah, here it is.
down where all is right Put our spirits in flight We fly over the valley of the darkest night Yeah, wings soar as we pour our hearts Into what means more our art A pure expression The one love filtered through our own discretion Let it open, let it flow through It's all you, it's all impossibly true Each moment is unfolding into something new you say each moment is unfolding into something new? I did. <laughs> and here we are. Title. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. something new, Michaela Taylor. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, we have our, uh, uh, on the page for Michaela Taylor on our website at lifechangesshow.com, we have her Linktree address. Just uh, go to Linktree and look up Michaela Micah, is it? M-I-K-A-Y-L-A is Michaela. And then M-I-K-A. As a matter of fact, you can find her on Instagram at Michaela Taylor Dance. And you can see her dance and follow her there. She's on Tic Tac at Micah.Michaela. Uh, you, uh, you... <laughs> You, you, it's funny your your music's out there it's on uh, sound uh soundcloud but it's just getting started mm -hmm. yeah totally i haven't really released any songs except for one that uh is on apple music and spotify the other ones on my soundcloud aren't like technically released i just have them to share but uh i might want to reproduce them and i'm still open to i'm looking for different producers because i'm not really a producer myself i'm just a songwriter um so that's the other half of the creative process that um i think makes a song really great well i was about to, i mean if you know you're not a producer you're not a producer but i was thinking does she know she's not a producer because you know did you know you were gonna be writing songs i didn't i i <laughs> i i i had people tell me like it was, it's so weird like it's never something I plan on doing it's something that um you know I had a few people here and there tell me like you should like do music and I'm just like why are you even saying that like what is it a, what are you just picking up on something that I'm not aware of mm. um but I guess sometimes people see things in us that we don't see in ourselves and uh I think that's cool and uh and actually it's been a really important challenge for me because using my voice has been a big fear of mine and um i think it's just part of another fear that i'm you know another barrier that i'm cracking open and um and uh just that i think is important for me as a human being um growing so well just like your bio says uh, she is on a journey of artistic discovery and is looking forward to seeing how her musical abilities unfold and we're looking forward to uh, a song song you're gonna be singing live now i am i have my guitar right here and uh hopefully there's enough time is there yeah let's get it. it in now what's this song let's called get it in um this one's called light and dark okay uh, it's not on my soundcloud or anything but uh yeah it's it's one i haven't produced yet so if uh if we end up going into overtime it'll be recorded for the 
for the archive. So a lot of All people right. listen in the archive. So if you miss it here, catch it in the archive. Here is Michaela Taylor performing live on the Life Changes show. Her new unreleased song, Light and Dark. Thanks. And yeah, it looks like it's going to probably get cut off. But uh, so I guess I just want to instead at the very last minute, just shout out to the real coconut in Malibu, because that's where Colin saw him, or, you know, hosts his little open mic thing. And um, that's given me a place to perform. So I'm grateful for them. And uh, yeah, social media, Michaela Taylor dance. And uh, yeah, that's it. Here's the song. Twisted ways got me thinking about it hard. Been here for days, staring at the cars, lost in the maze of your guarded heart. Yeah, can't sleep when I get too close. I'm wide awake, fighting with all of your ghosts. I thought I found what I wanted the most, but. You're just too busy trying to find a host So I I find in the center Bring me home to the place where I've begun True treasure Where the light and dark become one Where the light and dark become one Powers got me counting down the hours. The last grain of sand about to fall. I stop time and climb to the tower, the highest chamber of the soul. Oh, can't sleep when I get too close. I'm wide awake, fighting with all of your ghosts. I I found what I wanted the most, but you're just too busy trying to find a host. So I, I find in the center, bring me home to the place where I've begun. The true treasure, where the light and dark become one, where the light and dark become one.
treasure where the light and dark become one where the light and dark become one mm. where the light and dark become one Michaela Taylor thank you so much for sharing your heart your your changing uh, and your passions, uh, looking forward to getting to hear more of you and getting to see you perform live, maybe even on the Life Changes show someday. Yeah, let me know. I'm down. Instagram, go to Michaela Taylor Dance and follow her there. And then uh, Michaela Micah at Michaela, M-I-K-A-Y-L-A, M-I-K-A on linktree what a pleasure to get to know you michaela thank you so much thank you guys it's been great thank you for having me our pleasure so a big thank you to michaela taylor and to our guest caroline corey and that is our show on behalf of our executive producer dorothy lee donahue and our executive producer and co-host mark Lejeur. i am your host Filippo voltaggio reminding you that as your life changes like ours surely did tonight we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to the Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at the Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes. <laughs>